This is MSCI Perspectives, your source for weekly research insights as investors respond to the COVID-19 pandemic. I'm your host, Adam Bass, and today is April 17th, 2020. This week, we spoke with Zhen Wei, MSCI's head of China Research. Zhen has been managing the effects of this crisis since the year began. Zhen, thank you so much for joining us. Now, in the U.S., we are still adjusting to social distancing, working from home, but you've been there for a few months now. How are things going? Here in Asia, we've we've been first hit by the coronavirus, uh, so probably a bit, um, you know, have a bit bit more experience handling the working from home, uh, etc. Now, this is not the first time you've been in the belly of the beast during a crisis, right? Yeah, I was working for the investment banks uh, named Neiman Brothers, right? This is just a few months prior to the bankruptcy of the firm. Back then, none of us didn't know the vulnerability that's shown in one sector of the economy could lead to catastrophe if the governments are not prepared or determined enough or coordinated enough to address it, right? Shifting back to the present, what does the economic picture look like in Asia and APAC as a whole? Well, I think um, so far, China and um, uh, including Hong Kong and Taiwan are doing great in the recovery stage, right? And Korea was doing great, but not so obvious in other countries as of now, uh, such as uh, you know Southeast Asia and Singapore, uh, where we see a potential second wave. And India and Australia are seeing, you know, are still in the first wave, right? So even in APAC, we are at a various stage of um, the outbreak and the recovery cycle. What are the signs we've seen that economies are picking up? So we've been seeing early indications of uh, resumptions of economic activities in general in APAC. Despite the risk of second outbreak, when you look at economic activities, definitely there is a you know more uh, lagged version of economic data where you can in- look at industrial productions, you know, uh, PMIs. But lately, I think people start to look beyond those traditional indicators by looking at also alternative data, big data, right? An example includes data referring to traffic congestions. Um, and referring to, for example, residential property activities. What we've been saying in China is, uh, you know, people start to drive again uh, on the road. There's a traffic congestion similar to the level we see end of 2019, right? And there are data being looking at air pollution levels and coal consumptions, right? So if you're looking aggregately, um, both on economic indicators and alternative data, we will see roughly China would have returned to roughly 80% of economic activity of end of um, 2019 levels, right? And how have investors reacted? First of all, I think a number of clients start to look into potential market dislocation uh, out of these uh, market reactions and volatility during the recent weeks, right? Um, I'm just citing some example. Um, After this recent market reactions, uh, still, we have been saying North America was, um, in terms of valuations, is still valued around historical average. It's not exceptionally cheap. Where if you compare the regions uh, versus other regions, such as the Pacific, right, especially the developed APAC region, the valuation is um, actually relatively high. We've been saying small caps is valued cheaply versus large caps uh, versus its history. And in terms of sectors, for example, 
there has been um, findings that financial sectors has been relatively uh, cheap valued versus communication service sectors, right? What has a potential recovery in China meant for equity markets around the world? First of all, we should recognize statistically China has been a bigger share of global economy and trade, right? So consequently, China are exerting much greater influence uh, in global economy and the financial markets, right? To citing IMF and the World Bank, China's share of global trade rose from 5% in 2003, where the SARS outbreak all right, started from China, to 11% to, uh, in 2018. And uh, if you're looking at our MSA indexes, China has only been around 7.9% um, of our MSA emerging market index back in 2003. And this chi- China weight have steadily raised um, to uh, beyond 34%. Um, in at the end of 2019. What other global trends have you seen? One trend we've definitely seen across client segments in APAC is the renewed interest um, on sustainable investing in both international and local investment contexts. Right? Uh, I think this is basically driven by a number of factors. First of all, ESG and sustainable investment strategies really showed uh, resilience right, um, broadly uh, throughout the crisis so far. Um, and um, another reason is that uh, given the outbreak, there is more, you know, um, in-depth reflections on how sustainable investment could play a role uh, in the strategic asset allocations of various investors. So these are all interesting trends we've been, uh, been observing so far. Really interesting that you should bring that up. Every single guest we've had on has mentioned it. Absolutely a trend to watch. But let's go down one level from markets. What about individual companies? Um, that I think simply the coronavirus situation is going to reshape the global megatrends and how companies are evaluating their business opportunities. How so? One is definitely um, the globalization versus regionalization of a supply chain and how that affects operations and national securities, right? And also some long-term effects such as supply chain uh, disruptions and potential reorganization of supply chain. And the second broader discussion is really about the so-called future of work and the consumption and how technology uh, could play a role. There is definitely a bigger role that's being played by e-commerce, you know, remote working technologies and learning tools. There is a lot more utilization of um, also, you know, um, uh, food deliveries uh, remotely, you know, learning remotely. There is a basically a general rethink about the issue of a social contacts, right? Um, and how the role of individuals and institutions play a role in the overall organization of states and society. Let's go back to your time at Lehman in 2008. What did you take away from those experiences? Um, so what I learned personally from this experience is really, first of all, any such short-term volatility will pass. If you look beyond far beyond the short-term volatility. Um, in such periods of tightened market volatility, those could have long-term investment views that especially can equip with the right tools uh, and data information are, are fared far better uh, to position for rebound and investment opportunities ahead. That's all for this week. Thanks to Jen and to all of you for joining us. Be sure to follow us on the MSCI LinkedIn page and to bookmark www.msci.com slash coronavirus 
for all our crisis-related content. Until next week, I'm your host, Adam Bass, and this is MSCI Perspectives. Stay safe, everyone.